Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Coffee Pods. It's wonderful to be with you again and um, I'm joined here by Wes. Hello Wes. Hi, how you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yep, doing sun's out, so it's a nice afternoon. Yes, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Um, Today we are, or this week, we're concluding our series Supernatural God, Supernatural Works. And being Easter week, Passion Week, it only seems appropriate that we look at healing, um, I suppose healing in the atonement, healing in the cross. And I think initially it can be quite difficult to grasp how there may be healing in the cross. And the reason I say that is because over at Acorn Christian Live, you recounted Easter week, all the different things Jesus experienced and went through. And I think coming with a fresh mind and fresh eyes and ears, I suppose, you could think, how on earth is this healing? Because it looks like quite a lot of suffering. Um, so I suppose that's where I'd like to start it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that we um, we often think of, apart from the Easter bunny and Easter eggs, um, we think of uh, two bits of Easter. One is Good Friday um, and the other is Easter Sunday morning. We we tend to sort of skip the tomb bit. We think, well, okay, let's mo- move on um, and whatever. But of course, the interesting thing uh, for us is that the cross is the culmination of all of Easter week, but then it's actually the culmination of all of the three years of ministry. And in fact, it's the culmination of everything back to Christmas and the incarnation. Something's happening there. And particularly in Easter week, it, it all the events join up not simply because the the characters and the players are the same people, but the theme is the same, that the the cross is the it is finished. It's the culmination of of God dealing with sin. Yes, absolutely. But actually, it's the culmination of all that's gone on in the life of Jesus up to that point And, and, and the whole redemptive thing that he's done. So my thought was that from the beginning of Easter week, when... Uh, Jesus will, um, you know, travel to Jerusalem and all that takes place in there. And in in the events that come up to that Easter weekend, I mean, if you start just with, um, you know, the fact that at at what we now call communion, Jesus will, Paul says, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, Mm -hmm. he broke bread. So, so there's, there's not just the mental anguish, the anxiety, the stress, the overwhelming pressure that Jesus experiences in the Garden of Gethsemane. To, as I quoted in the service, you know, there's a medical condition where stress can cause the blood vessels on the forehead to burst so that actually you literally sweat blood through your skin. And, and so Jesus experienced incredible torment. And actually, I wondered, what healing was there for us in that? Yeah. Okay. So for all of those, you know, among us who have anxiety, panic attacks, and I thought Jesus has been in that place and he has experienced it because everything he experiences, he deals with on our behalf. So you go down to the betrayal. How many people have been betrayed? You know, the denial when friends have denied us, those we trusted and hoped would be there for us, have just said, nah, you know, and what that does to our spirit, how that breaks us. Jesus has been there. 
And in being in our place, he gives us healing for those moments. We can access healing. So I just went through the whole thing of the false accusation, the false trials. I mean, being lied about, being deliberately misrepresented, being called one thing when you know you're another. All of that and how, you know, you've heard me say sticks and stones will break my bones. But you know, here Jesus takes all the names that we ever get labelled with. And I said, Lord, if if you took them, that means that I don't have to keep them. Yeah. <laughs> that something can change for me. Yeah. So let, let alone down to the mistreatment and the brutality of the Romans and, and the crown of thorns. I mean, whoever came up with the idea of making a crown of thorns? What was the name of the person who thought, well, do you know what? I think, well, <laughs> it could be really good if we really hammed this up. What was his name? Did he get his own blood? on the thorns as he made it mm. it's incredible you just think and of course then being pushed and beaten into the head of jesus you know and, and all of this and i thought lord how are you healing us then mm. yeah. well you know when when life has abused us and and uh, you know even on coffee pods people listening to this who have experienced appalling tragic you know shocking abuse yeah. and and though the events don't get changed. The power of them can be taken from us and healing can be put in its place. And so, you know, then, then there's, there's the humiliation on the cross. I mean, I mean, Jesus was stark naked. So, I mean, I don't you know about humiliation, but hey, oh, that's yeah. got to come pretty. But we've all experienced that. We've all experienced people mocking us, people, you know, saying yeah come on if you if you're the real thing do this and knowing that because of our integrity we can't act and so i just took all of that and just said lord you've lived in those few days such incredible human experience and i'm sure it wasn't wasted and he Wright says that um from the beginning of jesus ministry everything is about healing and redemption so i i looked at these and i said god in passion week what were you healing and I realized that Jesus in all of those places stood where I would have stood, where you would have stood, where people listening today have stood. Yeah. And it's like he says to me, Lisa, where's if you like, I'll swap you. I'll take what's been dumped on you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have that. You can have, you know, what the father gave me. And, and, and that's how I got to add the healing motif. Thanks. That is, that is just so helpful because I, I I think it can be a hard thing to wrap oh, your head around, especially because it's yeah. quite emotional. Well, it is very emotional as well, oh. which I think makes it hard. Um, I'm, I'm encouraged because you've said how he has been there, he, you know, and we talked about this in other things just as part of, you know, being a healing ministry. He has been there and even now, even today, that brings healing to us, mm. um, which is just remarkable. But so you've spoken on things, um, things like the abuse, you know, that we've received, sickness, yeah. um, ailments. What about sin and the cross? Because obviously sin is something that's been dealt with as well um, mm -hmm. with the cross. Does, does that mean that God deals with sin and sickness in the same way? Well, yes, I, yeah, yeah, for me it does. Because if you think about it, sin and sickness do the same thing to us. Right. They rob us of the image of God that we were made in. 
they rob us of dignity they rob us of hope they they shape our lives in a way that drives us um into ourselves and and and, and it if you like it distorts the image of god that we were made for and so you know I'm, i know that people might say well you know not all sickness will do that and, I, and i'm absolutely prepared to accept that people some people live well with it and and they're comfortable with it and i would never deny them that right but when you when you sit with parents who've got sick children desperately ill and you see what sickness does and i think the heart of god opens up in deep rivers of compassion for that and god is an intervener by nature and so I, it seems to me that in those moments just as as God deals with sin on the cross that would break us, he also deals with the effects of internal, external, physical, emotional, moral sickness that also breaks us. And Jesus is the same answer. Yeah, which in a way is like, well, that's amazing, isn't it? That it, <laughs> the answer is Jesus and for everything. I know it's such a Sunday school answer, <laughs> but it it's true. <laughs> but, what, what it is, and, and, and as somebody in the healing ministry, it gives me incredible confidence. I have utter, utter, utter confidence that Jesus can deal with sin, you know, and transform my life. It was just, it was just that in church we teach people that sickness is a different thing. And I'm going to say, no, 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 no. Jesus can deal with it exactly the same way because he, he, the, the Lord who is Lord of salvation is also Lord of shalom and wholeness and healing. I think that's that's a really helpful thing, actually, just to carry, um, you know, into our yeah. ministry context, isn't it? He deals with sickness in the same way he does with as with sin. That's yeah. very helpful. Um, yeah. Thinking of the disciples, because um, <laughs> they we went, love them. Yeah, they went through a lot, didn't they? Um, and and they saw a lot, and I, I just can't imagine the questions and the thoughts they must have had um, during uh, Passion Week. But then also after the resurrection, uh, how did the disciples view the cross and the resurrection? Well, of course, I, I, I mean, it's really funny, isn't it? Um, uh, we... We read the Easter story, being able to go to the end of the book, find out actually what how it all yeah. ends up, and then we go back and read it. And, and I marvel at the disciples. I have great sympathy and compassion for the disciples because they, they're doing it in real time. Yeah. So they watched real wounding and real blood mm. and real death, and they experienced real despair and and a sense of profound hope, not just because they loved him, but but because he literally was the hope of their world. Yeah. You know, and, and, and on the road to um, Emmaus, you know, and it says, and we hoped that he was the one who was not just going to give us the six numbers for the lottery. We hoped he was the salvation of Israel. You just think, oh, my word, this is not this is not like, well, you know, let's try ne better next time. And so they experienced it incredibly. So if you take the depths of Thomas's despair, but then flip that round to the point that the resurrected Jesus is in front of them. You know, our, we have an equal and opposite capacity for faith 
as we do for fear. So if faith is is 10 negative, if, if fear is 10 negative, actually, we have the capacity for faith 10 positive. It's just the same thing flip around the other way. Yeah. And of course, Thomas goes and he ends up being uh, an apostle and and plants churches in India. So so I don't think he hung on to his doubts much longer. <laughs> no. But I think for the disciples, just think about what they did. They went out, they proclaimed the good news. They then went out and healed people and took the message of, of Jesus as saviour and healer into a world that actually generations later, centuries later, you and I are still talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I think the interesting thing that you have to attach to the cross is the resurrection. And, and as I quoted in the service, um, John G. Lake points out that Christianity is the only religion that that after death needs and has a body to be resurrected. Uh, everything else is spiritual, but this is real because heaven now invades the reality that we're in. And that's the beauty of the cross. It's not just waiting until you die into the clouds yeah. with your heart. It's now yeah. that heaven invades. That's so cool. And and, oh. and so encouraging because it starts making you think, oh, my goodness, you know, like what what could God do? What will he do? And what is he doing? <laughs> yes. And, and of course, the reality is, Elisa, that you're living with access to heaven now. Unbelievable. <laughs> OK. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're known in heaven and heaven's resources have said, OK, what's Lisa going to do with it now? Mm. OK, well, let's do something with it. And of course, that's what the Acorn Healing Hubs are about. We just want to say heaven's resources are being made available to us. Yeah, we don't do it perfectly. And and we're really ordinary people. We have to put our trousers on one leg at a time like everybody else does. But when we pray for people, we're looking to access heaven's resources that Jesus opened up for us through the cross and through the resurrection. Amazing. So would that do you have a takeaway point or would you say that is that your takeaway point or? I would say, I would say this is the takeaway point that Jesus has, Jesus has been in your place so that all has been dumped on you in body, mind and spirit. He says, where's give it to me. And then he gives us all that the father gave him and says, where's you live in that. And that includes forgiveness and healing and hope. And we get access to that all the time. So if there's people list, if there are people listening now and they want to do that, but they don't know how you go about it, what would you recommend? Well, I would say if you're near an Acorn Healing Hub, go to it and get them to pray for you. If you're not, let me pray for you right now. Love it. That God will do that. Father, in this podcast now, I want to thank you that you know how to reach whoever's listening with whatever they need and however they need to receive it. Thank you for every person who's listening to this, that you have been in their place so that they could exchange what's on them and give it to you so that what is in you might come onto them. Lord, let healing and wholeness be gifted into lives today. And Lord, please connect them with others who will journey with them to bring this shalom life into full focus. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Thank you, Wes. Brilliant stuff as usual. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, there yep. are a number of opportunities where you can get involved with what's going on at Acorn or looking if there's a healing hub in your area. 
we also have one online if that's a way that you'd like to receive prayer ministry as well. But for now, we hope you have a great Easter and we'll catch you very soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>